0: IVM.
1: Folks, welcome to Pesavesa. Paisa. I'm yours, Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the business of influence, advertising, messaging, much more. My guest, Tira Chena, Group CEO for India and South Asia, FCB Group. We're going to talk about the wave, okay, the wave of personal finance in India because it has been a wave so far. Also, going forward, it looks like it, it will be a wave. And how advertising and messaging has played a big role. We'll be talking about all of that right after the short break. Subscribe to Pesa Pesa with Anubhav Gupta on YouTube for knowing more about a wide variety of financial products, from mutual funds to credit cards to loans and much more. Boost your financial knowledge and growth today. Dheeraj, welcome to Paysa Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Great to be here. The first, first time I have an advertising person on my show. I'm like really thrilled about this. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Advertising and money.
1: <laughs> advertising and money. Yeah, And you're a podcaster. My God, yes. look at that. Yeah.
0: Tell us about your podcast. So, so, it's called Speak Easy with Dheeraj Sinha, uh-huh. uh, Right? As simple as that. And uh, uh, we discuss business, new age businesses. We talk a lot with founders. VCs brand building, so it's all about building brands and businesses in the new age. Nice, and it's been four seasons now. So wow. great learning and and great listenership as well.
1: Good to know that, folks. The and you are on a break as of now, but you will come back with the new season. soon. Yes,
0: yeah. So it's been four seasons now. So yeah. I'm taking a quick break because I'm in between jobs. Huh. So I just joined FCB, uh, quit Leo Burnett, right? Uh, and the new new season will come soon.
1: And you've been in advertising for like for twenty three years. My God, look at that. <laughs> yeah, and. We're gonna talk about all of that, folks, and about business also on the other side. But let's start this half with advertising. You're a veteran, okay? Now in general, I'm a guy who doesn't know advertising at all. I just know what are good ads and you're not so good yeah. ads and stuff like that. In your view, what makes a memorable ad campaign? Like, you know, what what are the elements of a good ad?
0: In yeah. your view. See, uh, a couple of things. One is that there has to be something in the ad. Something which is cultural or something that people can relate to in their own memory structure which reminds them of something that they've been through. So, for example, when we said, dikhao. Uh, with Amazon is stuck suddenly because we have that behavior. We go to the bazaar, we the we go to the store, we suddenly you put that in advertising. You borrow something from the culture and put it in advertising. People say, yeah, I relate with that. So it connects to your current memory structure, right? Whether it is something entertaining, a phrase, a culture piece, something which is insightful. So that's one big element of what sticks in good advertising. The second thing is simplicity. Right, Because, I mean, we are all, I call ourselves triple filtered MBAs, right? We've studied too much, mm-hmm. right? And we overthink sometimes when we are creating a piece of communication, right? People are not analyzing everything. They're just passing by and they come across a piece of ad or they come across a piece of podcast or a piece of book, right? And it has to be very, very simple. It has to put less cognitive load on people's mind. So if you're simple, you are entertaining and with that, you push a messaging. So my example is that to a child, would you give a better pill or would you give a pill coated in chocolate? <laughs> right? What are the chances of what goes in? So the chocolate coating is very, very important in good advertising. Yeah.
1: Ad campaigns, your favorite.
0: Lots of them, some of them my own. So for example, a lot of body of work we've done for Spotify. The pieces which ran in IPL quite close to my heart. The work uh, I did early on for Virgin Mobile, mm-hmm. you know, some of the older o- audiences would yeah would, would relate to that. That's been uh, my favorite. A lot of the work which is happening internationally at this point in time, Anupam, because, you know, they're using very different ideas. So there's this campaign which is very uh, close to my heart. Uh, it's by an insurance brand called Suncop. And in Australia. So if you look at the context of Australia, it's a country which gets ravaged by, you know, hurricanes and fire and flood, right? And you're an insurance brand. They did not put out an ad. They actually went and built a house, right? They built a house. The captain is called one house which saves many. In that house, they've built all the technologies which can prevent you from fire, flood, hurricane. And those technologies are now open source, so, if you're building a house in Australia, you could borrow technology from that one house into your house and make your house fireproof. And that house has now become a campaign. It's called One House to Save Many. So, I am now fond of ideas which actually solve a problem. And then that piece becomes a video, etc. and becomes an ad. Yeah, lovely. Now, let's move to money. Thiraj- in case of
1: financial products and here i'm talking about the entire thing could be a bank account could be a credit card could be an insurance policy could be a mutual fund could be anything how is that different you know how is that different from say selling a soap or selling a car what's yeah. different about yeah. money
0: yeah see i think a couple of things one is that what happens is and a lot of the bank brands and a lot of the finance brands are uh, you know notorious for doing this we make things complicated right see very, you have to understand very few people in india understand money Bulk of the people don't understand money, right? In fact, there's a community which understands money, rest of India doesn't understand the flow idea of money, right? They uh-huh. feel that money, when kept uh, inside our pillows and our uh, FDs, is, is, is a good place to keep money, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's the context of India. Now, to that, India, if you further complicate uh-huh. the idea, right, you say, Oh my god, insurance is a subject of market risk, and so on and so the guy gets worried. Right, oh my god, my hardened money, uh, these guys will take it, will never come back. Either which is there are so many stories. So, the biggest thing in financial advertising is to go simple, right? And therefore, stuff which has worked in this area are places where we've not complicated it, we've come completely simple. We say we are the expert, don't try to teach the person to become an expert. You are a CA, right? Not everybody is a CA, right? And the reason we go to experts because you do it. I mean, mm-hmm. not everybody wants to become a doctor. You go to a doctor, say, doctor, I have a problem. You solve it for me. So making it simple, saying that, you know, it's easy for you to do, right? So for example, when we are doing building brands like Echo, right? we are trying to make, say, uh, auto-issue very, very simple. We are saying, claim making very simple. Take a picture, put it on your app, and your claim is settled, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole transition, which the finance brands have now learned, that you cannot further complicate it is very, very important, A. B, I think a certain sense of trust is very important, right? And trust comes from, very many sources Comes from the name you have. If you're HDFC bank, you have trust automatically, right? But if you're Echo, you are new, how do you build trust, right? Sometimes, trust also comes from familiarity, right? I mean, you have met a couple of times, we meet 20 more times, I begin to like you, I begin to trust you. So if I see the brand very often, I'm Mm. seeing it on TV, I'm seeing it on digital, I'm seeing it on physical, trust gets built very, very quickly. So I would say simplicity and trust Trust. are the two big things. Very, very important financial brand advertising.
1: Yeah. So I want your thoughts on what has been one of the most effective ad campaigns in the last, I would say, sixteen, that's probably eight years, which is the... Mutual Fund say, ad yeah. ad campaign. That that was actually started by a regulatory body, Amfi. Yeah. Yes. Supported by pretty much the entire mutual fund yeah. industry. The timing, of course, was phenomenal. Because yeah. it came at a time when, you know, you had a lot of things happening in the background. Whether it is the uh, jam trinity, as it's called. Aadhaar, mobile, yes. geo, etc. Cetera, et cetera, and yeah. of course, then demonetization. All of that kind of came together to just give some great numbers. I mean, we yeah. now have... billion of SIB coming in month after month after month in the stock markets. Uh, DMAT accounts are through, you know, the numbers are through the chart trading, etc. So, it's obvious that a lot of the messaging has worked. Okay, whether it's also the money that a lot of brands put in with IPL campaigns and etc. So, what's your thought about that? I just want first on the Mutual Fund SAIA campaign because you spoke about simplicity and trust. What about brand ambassadors? Because Mutual Fund SAIA uses like the yeah. who's who. It's got like yeah. I think it's got Dhoni, it's yeah. got a lot yeah. of people. So it's awesome.
0: yeah. See, I think if you ask me honestly, the the bulk of my memory structure on Mutual Fund Sahih hai is because it has this assurance tone of voice. Mm. Right? Very
1: important. Yeah,
0: that is very important. Right? It was about money, yeah. right? So somebody comes, and says, that's a, like between you and me, my friends, right? I'm saying, Anupam, where do I invest money? say, put it here. It was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? That's what you want to hear as trust. And you put that message on broadcast medium. In India, we kind of rever TV, uh, right? As, as you learn from TV. Whenever we do focus group, discuss people we learn from mm-hmm. TV, right? So on TV, there is a body coming and saying, you know what? This is the right thing to do. Right. That's the assurance. That's the nod. That's the sense of a sage archetype that Indians need when it comes to money. So I think they got that piece right. A. B. They demystified everything. Right. They they opened the box called mutual fund and they went with multiple messaging. Now that you have to understand is not how the Western marketing theory works. Huh. The Western marketing theory says you have to say only one thing. Right and oh. keep repeating just one thing: the single-mindedness. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in India, you can say many things. We are a complex mind, Indians, right? Yeah. We can we can have three, four, five ideas in our minds at one point in time. Look at all our religious texts. They're very complicated, layered texts, Rama and Mahabharata. Absolutely. Right? Our texts are not single-minded. Yeah. So they caught on to that, and therefore the messaging. It talks about you can do it with any amount of money, you can uh, do it for any goal, you can do it for any time period, you can for multiple purposes. So they went with multiple messaging, right? And then demystified the whole structure i would say the role of uh, of celebrities etc is there but i would say that campaign would be successful despite that nice because of the approach uh, i think it obviously makes it a little bit more sticky if you have brand ambassadors saying it but i wouldn't hinge the whole success of the campaign to that i would hinge the success of the campaign to being simple demystifying it and the sage tone of voice. Somebody in India, people want to say this is the right thing to do. Buy Maruti is the right thing to do. You know, buy mutual funds is the right thing to do. Buy Colgate, you will not go wrong. That's the country we are.
1: Yeah. So listeners, just give that a thought. If you're someone who started an SAP in the last few years, just think about the role that that campaign played. Fintech brands and advertising, okay, they just went over. I, I think that was last year, right? I just had, there was credit, there was a lot of people who were going on IPL, putting on ads out yeah. there, and not just television. When yeah. Whenever you go online, yeah. okay, depending on your, you know, because online you can target your campaigns, yeah. target your audiences, yeah. etc. They just went into overdrive, okay? Yeah. Probably because the funding happened or whatever. Yes. I mean, you speak yeah. to a lot of these financial yeah. fintech startups. Yeah. So, what was happening out there? You know, what worked and where do you see that going from here on? Yeah. Just for the fintech yeah. startups.
0: See, there's a huge, uh, in last, say about, decade or so, say five, six, seven years, there's a huge opportunity that has been mapped on moving a lot of behavior from offline to online, right? So say Echo as an insurance player online, uh, say the whole, uh, whole UPI piece and what we did with phone pay, uh, right? So all across these brands, our job has been to shift a current behavior from an offline mode to online mode. So all the most of the fintech startups have come in that zone of, of building new online behaviors to a, a, a swile offline behavior, right? And that's where the whole 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 action has been. When we were building PhonePay, for example, we were very aware that, you know, you take a brand such as PhonePay, uh, right? There's also Google Pay, and Google as a brand is far more, uh, has much higher awareness mm. for many other usages in the country. How do you bring a brand like PhonePay and make it the number one uh, brand? And Indians also, at least at that point in time, would feel that Google is a sexy, cool brand. So, you know, Gen Z would love Google and maybe not love Pay. But after we worked on PhonePay as a brand for a couple of campaigns, we became number one again for the same reason. We brought in humor. Yeah, into yeah, finance yeah, yeah. as a category, right? Our, uh, our biggest campaign, which ran on IPL with uh, Alia Bhatt and Amir, Amir Khan, Khan. Yeah, yeah. was a was a completely funny campaign, but it stuck to people's mind. But through through the humor and through fun, we landed very, very simple messaging that you can use it for any amount. Yeah. It is safe. Everybody accepts it. right? Your money will not go away. So again, multiple messaging. Correct. right? So we did not give one message. Multiple messaging demystified it, built a sense of trust and familiarity and also says that everybody is doing it and therefore the right thing to do. Right?
1: Very interesting. So,
0: so that's again the formula in in, in finance brand building as well.
1: Okay, you know, moving on, when I think about this, um, the generation gap today is quite stark. And I say this from the perspective of the consumer of financial products and the manufacturer of financial products are two very different generations. And so to some extent, even the advertiser, you know, so some, I don't understand how, how are you going to, you know, connect given this kind of situation. So given that in mind, when it again comes to financial products, how do you think that brands are managing this, you know, yeah. you spoke about phone pay. Now that again, yeah. uses some very, very basic elements that has reached out to people. Yeah. But if you're looking at an investing audience, you know, who wants like the next big thing or wants yeah. something fast, something hot, yeah. how do you reach out to this audience with a financial product, which is actually quite simple state, you know? So yeah. what's your view on the generation gap? I
0: think there's a lot of work to be done here. Honestly, I don't think we've got that right completely, right? Uh, Because uh, the reasons that the younger generation wants to invest in are different from the reasons that our generation uh, wanted to invest in. So the way they want to do it, the reasons they want to do it are completely different. And sometimes our insights into them are also wrong. So I remember we're doing a youth uh, campaign for HDFC Bank and some of the earlier insight, oh my God, you know, youth is reckless. They want to spend money. They don't want to save. Let's go with a pedagogical campaign trying to teach them that they should invest. That would have bombed. In fact, we had the insight which was the other way. We said that youth is actually responsible. So the campaign we ran was Young and Responsible.
1: Wow. And it was a hugely
0: successful campaign for for youth because you're giving them credit for what they're already doing, right? They might be doing for different reasons, right? They might be saving for a startup that they want to do three years later. or They might be saving for a solo trip that they want. And that's all right. Those are their goals, right? So the recognition of those goals in an authentic, real way is something you need to do because they will not save for the reasons that or invest for the reasons you want to invest. A, B, I think a lot of work has to be done on the interface of how investment happens by itself, right? I mean, because this is a generation which is used to Instagram, mm,
1: right? Mm, you
0: need an investment app which works like Instagram, <laughs> right? Currently, our investment apps work like complicated yeah. codes on, on PCs, yeah. right? They're not even mobile friendly. So that's that's the gap, the gap that uh, finance brands have to cover.
1: Any memorable... Ads in the BFSI sector that you know that that you like or that you can talk about.
0: See, uh, I mean, I would uh, again. I mean, some of our own work in terms of phone pay, for example, did did really well. Uh, the whole Amir Alia campaign. Uh, in my uh, last job at Burnett, we also uh, brought Circuit and Munabhai back for yeah. Echo uh, health insurance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was yeah. uh, right? just whole, recent. Yeah, 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 whole health insurance campaign we ran. and That's done dramatically. In fact, that was a coup to get them back and get Vidhu Vinod Chopra. The whole casting itself was a coup because the whole challenge was how do you launch a health insurance product in 2023 what? in a new, interesting way. So that's again very close to my heart. Two pieces of work that, in fact, I have done. Long time back, I had done a campaign for uh, Tata AIG, okay. uh, you know, which was whole thing was around values because Tata and values uh, and saying that if your foundations are right, mm. your flight will be good. That was, again, a very interesting campaign that that we did.
1: Okay. Now, just wrapping up the first half of this episode, let's talk about influence, right? Yeah. The rise of influencers in these past few years. How do you, you, know, how important do you think they are in general? This whole influencer thing, which is, I think, about say, five or Five years or maybe more, more than that. First at a general level and then specific to financial products.
0: Yeah. See, you have to understand the rise of the whole influencer commerce piece, right? Obviously, there's a cultural phenomena yep. to why influencers have come up because YouTube and all of that. But the commercial piece on rise of influencers also it coincides with the rise of startups, right? The two phenomena, if you if you Correct. if you realize, yeah. you can map them like to like. So what's happened is that the first say first ten million consumer journey, right? You're a startup, you want to get first 5 million, 10 million people. It is not feasible for you to go to TV. It's not feasible for you to get a high celebrity, right? So most of the startups in the early journey are using performance and are using influencers. And they're able to get to a critical mass, get to a first level of say Series A funding just basis on performance marketing and influencer. So in that sense, the whole commercial rise of the influencer segment is a big boon because it gave the whole startup world a new medium. Otherwise, there was a huge gap. I mean, uh, how do you, I mean, with that kind of a budget, how do you, I mean, you can't go to TV. How do you build that audience? Right? So that's the reason why influencers become big. What it does in many categories, say categories such as beauty, for example, Nupam. Right? It's, a, it's a huge game because, you know, you can demo the product, uh, you know, uh, influencers have their own audiences, right? And it is easy way to get the first few customers, right? The other thing influencers bring is what we I call quick trust. Right? I mean, the whole idea of trust in branding and marketing and advertising has, oh my God, you need a decade to build trust. You have to be a Tata to build a trust. I have a few months yeah. before I go to investors and ask for more money, right? What influencers have allowed uh, the new age brands to do is give them a quick shortcut to trust. Right? So you may not trust me as a brand yet because I have just launched my brand, but I am talking to you through an influencer who you trust, mm. right? So that's become the via media, right? And therefore, I think uh, it's a it's a fantastic medium which has come up between large scale celebrities, TV advertising, and performance marketing. So it is not as functional as performances; it's more qualitative, but it's not as expensive as TV's.
1: Yeah, you want to talk about the dark side out here, and I'm saying specific to financial products because Sebi is now. You know, realize that a lot of these influencers get carried away. Yeah. Okay. Or in the search for views or hits or whatever it's called in the digital world, the kind their messaging might not be something that's, you know, that's that's appropriate for a lot of the viewers. And this is different. If you're selling a shampoo versus yeah. if you're selling a mutual fund or you're selling a get rich quick scheme, yeah. or you're saying subscribe to my product and I'll yeah. triple your money and you got yeah. to give me your money. Yeah. Two very different things, right? So, you just talk about the dark side of influencers, yeah. and yeah. long term, where where do yeah. you see this yeah. going?
0: See, I think I think uh, early days there was no regulation, right, and that always happens when a phenomena starts, yeah. nobody realizes it's going the to regulation be... Regulation lags. Yeah. yeah. So so nobody comes and does uh, regulation. And now that phenomena has become bigger, now suddenly people have woken up. ASCII has woken up and now there's regulation on on influencers across categories, right? And now you have to mark out as a paid partnership. All of those things are coming in now, right? My sense is that any medium or any, any uh, piece needs regulation. Mm. Some of it has to be self regulation like we do in advertising, right? We're very clear of what kind of messaging would be put on a certain brand. I mean, otherwise you'll get rejected, right? So some of it will happen automatically. In fact, because influencers themselves will realize that, you know, there's a certain trust equity they have with their audiences and they will fritter that away if they do the wrong things, right? There will always be in any medium 5% or 10% of outliers yep. where things will go wrong. That happens everywhere. Yep. That happens with bank brands. That happens with shampoo brands. That happens with influencers. Happens with TV uh, advertising. Happens with cinema as well, right? Mm. So that will happen. I'm not too worried about it, right? I think regulation is good. Regulation is good. It'll it'll put uh, things into perspective. But at the same time, we have to understand the that the whole influencer game works because you allow influencers the freedom to talk in their language, in their code, in their own way. So too much of fretting of that, if the influencer pieces begin to look like advertising, you've lost the plot. It's going to be
1: authentic. It won't be authentic. So you have to
0: be, you have to be careful about how much of guideline you want to put there and how much of it's like You know, a lot of brands want to use influencers and they dictate them so much that they want the piece to almost look like advertising. And then you get no no interaction on those pieces because you've lost the authenticity of the the influencer. So it's a tightrope walk. I think it does need regulation. Some of it will be self-regulation because more than anything else, what is most precious to influencers is their audience that's their currency yeah. they will not lose that at any cost
1: yeah and trust i mean and trust. once they've lost the trust it's yeah. difficult to bring it back so folks we're going to take a small break out here on the other side we can talk about uh, building businesses in india and how that's changed all with our guest Chana. and welcome back you know building businesses in india you mean you speak yeah. to a wide range of people for your podcast also um, how has that changed in these past few decades in general and then again specific to fintechs you spoke about ACCO you spoke about phone pay what has worked what has not worked just let's talk about that for yeah. a while
0: see see, lots of things right say a, a India is what I call a leader brand country right we don't care for challenges and there's a joke I tell right I mean uh, if you look at the Indian airports Say Indian airports a decade back, and you went to the Delhi airport, right? There was one gate, and the queue went all the way almost to Dwarka, <laughs> right? It was such a long queue. Suddenly you had GVK, GV, GMR, new, yeah. new, new airports, swanky twenty-four gates. You went back to the Delhi airport. You still saw one gate, one uh, long queue on the first gate going all the way back because Indian mindset is there are so many people standing here. Something must be right with this gate. Why try twenty-three other and and be mistaken, right? Yeah. So, Indians like standing in longest queues, right? We want to buy things, buy brands which are trusted, right? And therefore, look at across categories. Top three market players explain 80 to 90% of market share in any category, right? So, we are not a challenger brand country. Our, Our market shares are not spread out evenly amongst 10 players. The big keep on becoming bigger. So people will buy Maruti because everybody buys Maruti right. and you cannot go wrong buying Maruti. So India is a market for leader, leader brands. I mean, I will go with a guy where I can't go wrong with. The, the cost of standing out and going wrong is much higher than the cost of standing in and being same. So people will buy, you, you like something, I'll buy more of that. So how do you use that when you're building new brands, right? You have to almost pretend a cue. So, for example, when we were building Amazon, we ran a campaign saying, sub Amazon wale. So, yeah. we're saying everybody's using Amazon, you can't go wrong. So, you have to actually pretend the cue of saying that everybody is doing this. So, you have to come with a leadership stance, you have to own the biggest quotes of the category, which is very different from the international model where they say you have to find something which is differentiated. If you want to find something different, it might be the 10th code in the category. But then nobody cares about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to buy a car, I want to buy for mileage. I want to buy a mutual fund, I want to buy for returns and safety. You want to buy these brands for the biggest, most central codes of the category. So please do not go trying to look for any advantage that, oh, you know, you can uh, dilute this mutual fund faster. Nobody yeah. cares for yeah. that, right? So leadership stands, central codes of the category. And you have to wrap everything in cultural relevance. You go to India and say, you know what, this is a new way of doing things, you'll get rejected. But you go to India and you say, you know what, this will make your traditional way of doing things better. They'll say, yeah. So in India, you sell new through grounds of familiarity. So we sold Amazon by saying, or take You know, or We mm-hmm. said, this This gives you, you know, recommendations, and so on and so forth. So those are the three big principles of building businesses in India, which is very, very different from how the Western model works. So relevance, be a leader brand, right? And and be culturally familiar rather than culturally different. Yeah. How do you relate
1: that to fintech? It applies there also. And we can talk about brand, right? Because again, I am I just choose the IPL because that's one yeah. place where a lot of the brands showcase their brand, so to say, because yeah. it's got a huge audience. Yeah. Talk about a cred, talk about phone pay, like you yeah. said. Um, talk about Echo. Echo is yeah. doing this also very yeah, re- recently. So do fintechs get what you're saying, you know, because they're also going to the same market. And for fintechs, I think the one difference that is there that is different from say a bank or a mutual fund is that the budgets are limited, right? Yeah. They are being funded by external capital, which yeah. till it's there, it's there and it's not there. It kind of dries out. Yeah. So what are your views on that? I mean, just for the fintech industry as such and yeah. the products they have.
0: Yeah. I, IP has been a great platform, right? It's it's expensive. Uh, it's expensive, but couple of them. One is that it goes on for four months, right? So if you stay, stay out of IPL, you're pretty much not doing media for four months, which is like one full quarter in a year, right? So a lot of times you don't have a choice but to go on IPL because during IPL, if you go to any other media, you're not getting any bang for your
1: buck. Like box. the Super Bowl of the US. Yeah, it's the yeah. Super
0: Bowl, right? Yeah. We have always seen that whenever we have got a brand to IPL and coming out of IPL, we've had a huge delta. Wow. Whether it's been PhonePay, whether it's been Echo, whether it's been Spotify, All the brands we've taken to IPL, we've come out with a huge delta. It's it's expensive. It's the the best ROI platform in the country.
1: Wow. Uh, Right? For that kind of expense, it's still the best ROI. It's still the best ROI platform in the country. If you
0: want to go from, say, 60 million, 70 million base to 100 million, 120 million base, nothing like IPL. The way it helps you scale up. But there are tricks to capture. A, it's a short span. So, 10 seconds 15 seconds 20 seconds again multiple messaging so when we did phone pay we did 10 spots and all the spots said different things Right, But you string it together through some memory structure that people recognize it back. The awareness post-IPL also goes through the roof. And India, market share is directly proportional to awareness. Mm. So if I know you, I will buy you. If I see you often, I think India says that if you're spending so much of money, standing up with so much of confidence and saying these things in IPL, I should try you. That's how the whole IPL piece works for brands in India.
1: So... Financial products are still a new category, right? Whether you talk about a DMAT account, you talk about a mutual fund folio, you talk about share trading, you talk about insurance, you talk about anything. I like to think of it as, you know, maybe 20-30 years ago when we were starting our careers, the FMCG products or the consumer durables products, you know, fridge, washing machines, shampoos, etc, etc. The penetration was hardly there. And now, of course, you know, 20-30 years later, we are in a different zone. Financial products are pretty much, I would say, in that zone. How do you think brands are going to evolve in the financial space going
0: forward? I feel I feel a few things will change. A the biggest change will be in the interface of how you interact with brands, right? I mean, uh, look at about 10, 15 years back, you had to go to a bank, stand in a queue. The teller looked like, you know, somebody highly authoritarian. They would choose whether to give you money back or not money back or rebuke you and send you outside. I mean, that was the idea yeah, of a yeah. of a finance brand interaction. From there to saying, you know, now you have an app, you can do the transaction, you can see whether the has gone through, not gone through. We've shifted to that. So there's a huge leapfrog. I think that will change even further. I think the benchmark for financial brand interaction is Instagram, right? It has to be as simple, as engaging, as exciting. Right now, it's not exciting. I mean, you still go to a finance brand app with drudgery. You don't go to them with excitement. I think it has to shift to a sense of excitement. It has to give you nudges. It has to map your journey. It has to make the whole idea of investing, saving, Exciting! It has to uh, through opt-ins yep. Uh, yep. understand where you are right now. If you're shopping, in fact, one of my interesting case studies done by a bank called Westpac. And it's an old old case study where if you're shopping something, they will send you a nudge that this fifty dollar they're spending on a on a T-shirt you could actually swipe it into your into your saving account. Wow. And there's a red button. You push that button, and that money gets swiped into your investment account. Nice. So that's very interesting behavior mm-hmm. economics nudge. Right. So I think there's a lot of work to be done on, on nudging, on user interface, on how financial brands interact with the new age audiences. Because the game that the mindset is the same. I'm interacting with Google and Echo and Phone Pay and Instagram in the same breath. My expectations are similar. So that's one. Second, I think the way the brands speak and the brands are being built also had to be far more engaging, a bit entertaining, I would say, because also finance brands take themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. uh, right? So, it has to be engaging. It has to be entertaining. It has to be simpler, right? I want to I want to have a brand which I want to hang around with. Why should banks feel like my father or my <laughs> grandfather? I think that attitude needs to change.
1: Very interesting. Okay, just wrapping up the episode, Dheeraj. I don't usually get someone who's, you know, from the advertising industry. Therefore, your perspective about your own savings and investment habits would be very yeah. unique to our listeners. Okay. And yeah. especially since you spent 23 years in the industry, you've seen a lot of things. If someone comes up to you now and asks you for advice on money and investment, yeah. of course, not what stock to buy, yeah. but habits, yeah. you know, what? what advice would you give them?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, from my business uh, and being in advertising, because you start young and then, you know, you get caught in lifestyle very early.
1: That's the thing in advertising, right? Yeah, you get
0: caught in lifestyle, you know, clothes and cars and all of that. I would say start the investment journey early, right? And the whole idea of compounding that I learned much later in life, I would say if you're 22, 23, 25, start Uh, leveraging the idea of compounding right now. It's a good time to do that, A. B, I, because of my generation, the way we thought we got logged into real estate a lot. Uh, right, so don't lock yourself <laughs> in real estate. Yeah. don't lock yourself in real estate so early yeah. uh, right? For many reasons for example, you need to be fungible in today's times. your next job could be in uh, Europe, it could be in Southeast Asia. Yeah. so stay fungible. don't don't lock yourself in real estate either which is the returns are crappy, uh, right? You end up paying more money uh, to society for maintenance than you ever earn that money back. Yeah. Uh, so these are these are learnings which I have uh, had hard way and and later on in my life, I wish, I knew these early on. Uh, so I think those are a couple of it. So as I start early, build a behavior, enjoy your life. I'm not saying uh, don't enjoy your life, enjoy your life, but start the habit early.
1: Yeah. I, you're reminding me of my, when I was in the <laughs> in my 20s, I had a couple of friends who were working for the agency. At that, that time, it was, I think, JWT or HTA. Yeah, the, yeah. And whenever I used to go to their offices, I was like, "And I'm a chartered accountant, right? Yeah. I work in some of the most dreariest places yeah. doing a lot yeah. of boring stuff. The lifestyle thing, Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so important. It's yeah. so important. And yeah. I just look at them and say, what am I? I'm doing something like really boring. Yeah. Why? So, this whole lifestyle thing, do you think it's also changed now with so many influencers telling you to enjoy life and be yeah. you know, be consumption focused? Yeah. Where does a young guy find that balance? Like, how do I yeah. save and how do I enjoy life? Yeah. Here? What do you think?
0: I think... I think- you're right. I think there's this whole plethora of brands, opportunities. In my time, I mean, how many flights could you take and go out? But today, I mean, you know, the whole idea of solo travel. So there's money required for all of this, right? <laughs> Eating out, the opportunities just about opened up in a in a huge, huge way, yeah. right? But at the same time, I also feel that there's a huge awareness about investment, and, uh, and I, I mean, my insight into the generation is that they're they're not young and reckless. They're young and responsible. Nice. Right. I think there is a understanding that they need to invest. They need to save. They're also very clever. I mean, they understand the ideas of investment and growth better than my generation did. But I think some bit of work from brands and marketing on that, because they may understand at an intent level, but at a physical level, are you making it easy for them yeah. to do? Yeah. Right, I think that's where the gap is from a demand and supply perspective. But if you can do that, I think I think we have a we have a winner there.
1: Cool, we are done. My standard question, my last question to all, I guess. What book are you reading, or any content suggestions for our listeners there?
0: I'm right now reading <laughs> Naval Ravi Khan's Almanac, It's an old book, not a new book, but I'm finding it very interesting just going through it in snippets. Uh, also, a lot of Adam Grant work uh, I read on leadership uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah, those are two pieces on the list. Right Anything now. you're watching? I'm watching Ted Lasso, uh, the oh, last season. Why? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm a big uh, sports. Also, there's a series on on football. I forget the name on Netflix right now on the football. Captain chap- to lead. Captain to yeah, lead. Yeah, so yeah. I'm watching that. So I'm a big big. Uh, fan Drive of to survive. Huh? drive to survive drive to survive yeah. One. Yeah, yeah yeah, so the whole how sports works how sports mindset works how sports team work that's a fascination for me so anything on that yeah. I, I'm always up for that lovely
1: nice recommendations eh? so folks that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Pesa a really special episode my guest Thiraj Sinha, group CEO for India and South Asia FCB group Thiraj thank you so much for, for our listeners
0: thank you amazing amazing talking to you thank you
1: and listeners, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get to watch the full video episodes. You can check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out to me. I'm your host, Anubhav Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And thank you, really folks, thank you so much for listening to Pesa Vesa.